0: All right, well, we're going to have uh, the offering today, and, and uh, Dr. Robin, can I call you that? <laughs> you know, she's been with us for, goodness, Almost 10 years. I feel like I'm going to pray for you now. <laughs> Ten years, but uh, I remember the first time she came in, Stephen and I both attacked her from different angles. And, <laughs> talk to her. But in any case, she had something on her heart that she wanted to share over the offering time today, and we're going to just let her go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Thank you. I have to repent a little bit because it's been months that the Lord's been talking to me. (laughs) And uh, so you're going to get kind of a double, triple dose today (laughs) of all the stuff the Lord's been putting on my heart. And, you know, the Lord he's so gentle and he, he dealt with me a little bit um, and I felt like it was probably something more than, for more than just me but you know it's probably been six months he's been telling me you know you needed to talk to the body about finances and um, I just kept waiting to be asked you know I'm like well I'll get confirmation you know, and they come and ask me to do an offering message. And um, there's, a part of, there's a part of me, too, that wants that confirmation that I have something to give, you know. And the Lord told me, I, I already told you, you know. And so finally, I approached Stephen and just said, you know, the Lord's been depositing a lot of stuff in my heart to share about finances. And I think the Lord's probably been depositing a lot of things and a lot of people. And you all have different gifts in you. And, and some of us are waiting for the invite to, you know, whether it's to... Participate in children's ministry or on the worship team or whatever. We're just waiting for that confirmation from the pastors, somebody to come up and ask. And, and I'm just telling you, you just need to approach them and let them know. And I, I felt this need to push a little bit on both sides. One, pastors, if you see a gift in someone, go ask them. Like, tell them, like, I see this in you. And, and I need you to be a part of the body, and I, the body needs your gifting. And, but we also, if we're hearing from the Lord, don't wait on them. Get up, you know? And, and because this body needs to be assembled. I've been praying and feeling like we need all the gifts, and they're here. They're here already. The, the Lord's just trying to assemble it, you know? And, and so anyway, whoever that's for. But um, it's been burning in my heart. I know that the church as a whole, a lot of us are struggling financially. And that is not, that's not our inheritance. And so this is something that, this is, pro- this is the first thing that the Lord, as I was born again, um, dealt with me on. And I'm so grateful that I am in a much different place than I was then. But in that, he just kept pushing in me, like, you have things that you have learned that you need to share then with the body because they need to know it so they can walk in it. And when I spend time with the Lord in intimate time, he downloads and I write. So uh, forgive me for reading, but... um, This is just what he shared with me. So we are in times of testing and turmoil in the world, times of shaking and bringing judgment upon the world's corrupt systems. But this is not a time to have your faith in the natural realm. The pressures of the collapsing world will crush you if you do. And I want to look at Luke seventeen thirty three. It says, All who are obsessed with being secure in this life will lose it all, including their lives. But those who will let go of their lives and surrender them to me will discover true life. The Lord started talking to me about what it means for him to be Lord. What does that mean? For someone to be our Lord, he lords over it all. That includes our money. That includes our future. That includes our time. That includes our schedule. That includes our plans and our families and our relationships, our possessions, our bodies. He even told me yesterday, it includes what goes in your mouth and what comes out of it. He wants to lord over everything. He wants to lord over our thoughts, over our retirement plans. He wants it all. That's what it means for him to be lord. But a lot of times he'll start with our finances. He starts there because the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is often the one area many Christians find acceptable to hold control over. And it becomes an entry point of manipulation for the enemy of our soul. And if it's not dealt with, it will lead to your destruction. And at the least, it will keep you from fulfilling your divine destiny and keep you under the control of a poverty spirit. And I wanted to talk about tithing and the power of tithing. This is a topic that I think is really hard. It's hard as a pastor to even talk about. And so I felt this obligation to talk about it because it's, it's a powerful, holy thing. And it has, it has been the key for me in our family, to being released into financial freedom, but also every other area of blessing in our life. I, I'll i bring up a scripture first. So Leviticus 2730. When the Lord, well, let's read it. One-tenth of the produce of the land, whether grain from the fields or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord and it must be set apart to Him as holy. When the Lord does something for us, He asks for a portion of it back. We are acknowledging Him as the source of the blessing when we do this and we acknowledge Him as Lord. A lot of people, because this is Old Testament. They'll say, Well, we're in the New Testament. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. Tithe isn't for today. But I want to look at Matthew five, seven. No, I'm sorry, Matthew five, seventeen through nineteen. It says, Don't misunderstand why I have come. This is Jesus speaking. I have not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No. I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But if anyone obeys God's laws and teaches them, they will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I didn't give them this scripture but even in Luke 11:42 Jesus spoke specifically about the tithe. And he said we are to tithe but then he also said but don't forget what's most important. And then he was talking about justice and love. We're not called to tithe out of religious obligation. That's not what this is about. And I feel like a lot of the Old Testament, unfortunately, that's where they were operating from, is, is, you know, law. This is all about relationship. This is all about saying, God, you are Lord, and I love you. And this is a way that I worship you and acknowledge you as Lord and my source of everything. And it's a holy exchange. Now, he starts with giving us instruction that it's a tenth of our income. But we aren't limited by that. And But I encourage you to start there. It's a place to start. And... I want to bring up Numbers 18, 17 through 21. And it talks about, like, what does the Lord do with our tithe? However, you may not redeem the firstborn of the cattle, sheep, or goats. They are holy and have been a set apart for the Lord. Sprinkle their blood on the altar. Burn their fat as a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The meat of these animals will be yours just like the breast and the right thigh that are presented by lifting them up as a special offering before the altar. Yes, I'm giving you all these holy offerings that the people of Israel bring to the Lord. They are for you and for your sons and daughters to be eaten as your permanent share. This is an eternal and unbreakable covenant between the Lord and you. And it applies to your descendants. So he's, okay. And the Lord said to Aaron, your priests will receive no allotment of land or share of property among the people of Israel. I am your share and your allotment. As for the tribe of Levi, your relatives, I will compensate them for their service in the tabernacle. Instead of an allotment of land, I will give them the tithes of, from the entire land of Israel. So the Levites were the priests of the day. And everyone else had a portion of land and they cultivated it and they'd they bring it up and the Lord would bring the harvest in. And they would take the best of that. A tenth the best. And they'd bring it before God to honor Him. And th- The Lord said, you now are going to take this priest who have given your life as ministers unto me. Now I take it. It's mine. And now I'm going to give it to you to provide for you and your family. And that is what happens here still today. Our pastors give their life in service. And the Lord has promised them that they would be cared for by the ties that come into this house. And it doesn't just care for them and their family. It provides for the whole family because there are needs here. And they are not going to be met unless we are faithful to do our part. The Lord doesn't want our church family to be struggling financially. And if there's a, me- a need that needs to be met, we should be able to meet it out of the abundance of our obedience. And it's hard, I think, I would imagine. It'd be hard as a pastor to be up here and teach about the tithe because you know most of the tithe is coming to meet the needs of my own family. And that's why I felt burning in me to share this, because it's a truth we all need to embrace, that the tithe is needed for our house. To take care of our family. So, if this is your home, they are needed here. And it's going to bust open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you and your family. And you're going to see that the children's ministry is exploding. And you're going to see, you know, there's going to be blessings that come from our obedience because the church won't be in lack. That is not ever what God's design was for the church. Now, it also talks about the priest's tithe. So Numbers 18, 28. Be sure to give the Lord the best portions of the gifts given to you. And he was talking about the tithe at the time the, for, to the priests. So And I know our pastor's tithe. So they get in. The tithe, they take care of their family, but they even tithe out of that. The Lord always wants to be acknowledged that he is the source of everything. By by tithing, you declare Jesus as Lord, and you actually are declaring war on the enemy and his system of debt slavery. And many don't understand That when you're born again, you are no longer a citizen here. You are a citizen of heaven. And it has a completely different financial system. And the Lord's going to ask you to do things with your finances that's going to take great faith to do. But you'll see that when you do it, it releases to you more blessing than you could ever imagine. He wants to give seed to the sower. But many of us are afraid to step out and and boldly put seed in the ground. But I'll tell you, it'll break off fear of lack. Tithing will allow Jesus, who overcame the world, who sits at the right hand of the Father to begin to move in the area of your finances. And he will deliver you from the world system and bring supernatural blessing, not just to your finances, but to every area of your life. I want to look at Malachi 3.10-12. through 12. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, Into the storehouse. The storehouse. What is the storehouse? Where is the storehouse? I believe the storehouse is where we're gathering in our harvest of the year. We're storing up all of that so that we can pull from it in the year. That is a family thing. This is our family. Our storehouse is here if you're called here. If you're a part of another church that's your storehouse there that there will maybe food in my house and prove me now by it says the lord of hosts if i will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it and i will rebuke the devourer insects and plagues for your sake And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you happy and blessed. For you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. This is the only time in the Bible that the Lord says to test him. Otherwise it says that we're not supposed to test God. (laughs) This is the only time he says, test me in this. So I challenge you all to pray and seek God about your finances and test him in this. He's faithful and good. He started with me when I had very little, very little. And I remember, I mean, I was just new. I was a brand new baby in Christ. And I, I was barely barely getting by. and. I remember learning about tithing at the first time, and a woman of God, I was, she was talking to me about tithing, and I'm like, I can't afford to tithe, and she looked at me, and she said, you can't afford not to, and I was like, well, okay, and so by faith, I mean, for me, tithing at that time was like 20 bucks, <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> and it was a big deal, and it, so I started, and I have seen the favor of God. And some of you know me, and you know me enough to know that, that I'm a physician and that my husband has been blessed with a good job. And you might be thinking, oh, easy for you to say. You know, you're, you're financially well off. Well, I'll tell you this. We have been tested time and time again. Okay? And not too long ago, my husband was looking for a job for over a year. And the Lord told me to leave my job at the same time. And I had no idea how much money I was going to be making. It was going to, it was going to be, I, that was real faith. I felt like I was jumping off a cliff. But we are doing better now than we were then. And he has, and I feel again, he's calling us into another scary leap of faith. But I know my God, I know his plans for me are good. And way beyond what I can comprehend and I trust him and I if you begin this journey of trusting him with your finances He's going to push you To act in faith But then he'll show up And it'll help you with the next time and the next time and the next time and he'll take you places Financially and in every other area of blessing in your life that you never thought you could go I wanted to, sh- there's two more things and then I'll wrap up. Thank you ahead of time. Steve. <laughs> so, I, I love this. this. This is a really great book. I love this book. It's called Supernatural Finances by Kevin Zeta. Anyway, he was talking about this scripture with Malachi and um, he said, Any believer who dares to put God to the test by tithing, will eventually receive the admiration from people who observe the life of that believer. People will also readily seek after those Christians who have put God to the test by tithing. When God is true to his promise to bless the tither, others will automatically admire them and seek after them because of the great delight caused by the blessing upon those obedient children. And I can tell you, we have seen this in our own life, and I haven't, have f- it's been kind of hard for me, because I've been like, "Why well, I, I, I'm not perfect. <laughs> if you know me, well, you'd know I'm not perfect, but um, people see the fruit, and they want to come pick it. You don't have to sell fruit if it's God's fruit, um, but you don't have to apologize for it either. And the Lord started to speak to me yesterday. I'll end with this. He just dropped this in my spirit yesterday morning in my time with him. And he said, in it all, he's looking for obedience. Obedience is one of the most feared characteristics or qualities of a believer by the enemy. The very word obedient causes the enemy to tremble. As I was praying in the Spirit, I saw, I saw it. I saw myself, and I saw the enemy talking about me. Oh, she's an obedient one. And it, it brings fear to the enemy. We are called to be This is what the Lord brought in my spirit. Dangerously obedient. Like a feared sharpshooter in the natural military. So we are, so our ears are fine-tuned to the voice of the Father and our flesh so disciplined that there is no hesitation to pull the trigger. We fire when the command is given, precise and effective and on target every time. That is what the enemy fears. And the realm of finances, I find, is the hardest realm for people to be obedient in. And it's why the Lord goes after it so hard. When we can hear and respond to God like that, then when we're out and about and we see someone that needs Jesus and the Lord gives us instructions, we act right now. Because it might mean the difference between life and death for that person. He needs that. And there's power in it. So, Lord, we just pray over the offering. Lord, I just, Lord, we repent of any wrong thinking we've had about finances, about the tithe about offerings, God. And Lord, we just purpose to shift our thinking and invite the Holy Spirit in to begin to teach us what we need to know about the realm of finances, Lord. Lord, we just give our offerings this morning in holy reverence to you. This is a divine exchange, a holy exchange between your children who so love you and the one who gives all good things. You are our source of provision, revelation, deliverance, healing. You are our source of everything, God. And we use our finances as one way to worship you. we thank you for it Lord bless these offerings bless our church and multiply them God and give our pastors wisdom and revelation so that they know how to distribute it in Jesus name Amen